Okay, so hello everyone. We're back with another episode of Farmhammer. I've since given up counting. Um, yeah, it's been been a little minute, but we are we are back, and you know we're going to make that old promise of we'll try and be more regular this time. Uh, but yeah, so on on that note, we will say who's here. So we've got Kara. Hello. And joining us for the first time, our new fourth member, Mr. Andy Pennington. Hello, hello. So, absent absent this week is Mark. Um, unfortunately, he can't be here today. But me and Mark do have uh, plans for a show next weekend that we'll get into at the end of the show. So, on, on that note, Andy, do you want to introduce yourself for those that don't know or to give yourself a bit of history of who you are and... Sure thing. Well, firstly, uh, thank you so much for bringing me on board as part of the team. I'm so grateful to be here. Uh, uh, currently integrating <laughs> yeah. even more with the community in any way I can at the moment. You know, uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm reliably told I'm, I'm creating a Warhammer Widow at the moment. So, uh, but um, but uh, yeah. So um, yeah, that no, happens. Yeah, <laughs> so I hear. Uh, so no, thanks for. Um, Bring me on board. I've been. Uh, I think a lot of the guys in the community will probably know of me at least because I'm usually attending tournaments and stuff with uh, with my with my son Lewis. Um, I'll jump into that in a minute. But basically, um, I my personal history. Uh, uh, I started doing 40k when I was. Oh God, I don't know now. When I was like maybe like 13 or something like that like yeah it was like you know that that age um which yeah. seems to be the the kind of right, the right age for 40k at the moment i don't know but um but yeah i, I started doing it. Kind of get into it yeah yeah uh, that's what i hear you know um but uh, i think if you, i think if, like i remember playing it a little bit when i was younger and you're you're kind of too young to really grasp it yeah um, well i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was I was one of those guys that like I mean when when I was into it I was like I was taking the rule book home and like uh, to bed at night reading it every single night my codex like I was you know I, I was upset if I wasn't doing that I was creating scenery if I wasn't doing that I was obviously painting if I wasn't doing that I was yeah. going to my weekly gaming club so I was like I was yeah, immersed it was, in it, it and was I had, everything yeah there, there had to be interventions from my parents at times on it because I was just so <laughs> into it you know like uh, but um but yeah, no, it was it was a great time, you know, like uh, the, the the weekly gaming club on a, on a Sunday with your friends and stuff like that. And just sitting there for, I don't know, we started at 10 and finished at like four, you know, like so, you know, yeah. six, just six hours of just, you know, Blood Bowl and 40K and, you know, like uh, um, Necromunda and just everything, you know, like so, yeah, that was that was my uh, that was my back in the day. And then I think I don't know, I think I discovered girls. Uh, that is, that's the other very common type yeah <laughs> like around the age of like yeah i don't know i don't know 16 or something like that and uh you know so yeah. anyway uh, it, it started to drift um a little bit but um still kept in a wee bit but um yeah no it kind of it faded into obscurity um and in, in recent years um you know i have a friend of mine who who's been doing warhammer on the side um painting and so on and he's been nudging me saying come on get back into it but no, i know how i am with everything it's like it's kind of feels like all or nothing usually so like I, i'm like no no listen i can't get into it again because 
it's going to consume me. You know, it's having yeah. this flashbacks <laughs> of the 40k days. I've got so much to do these days. I just, I, I can't, I don't want to start because I won't be able to control my, uh, my focus on it. So I, I put it off and put it off and put it off. And then um, we, I was clearing out uh, the loft uh, a couple of years ago. And I, I was bringing out all my old 40k stuff, you know, and see, you know all this old scenery, just brilliant flashbacks and memories. And um, my son and daughter were sitting there, and they were doing the whole toy soldier thing with them, you know, pew 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 pew. And I'm like, no, no, hang on, listen, right? Okay, look, let's listen. It's like, it's like, <laughs> no, no, kid. There's there's, there's rules, you know, like <laughs> this is an actual game. There's rules, you know. They've all got their own different um, statistics and stuff. And I they were. I could see that Lewis was was kind of interested, but I don't think he was totally bought in at that point yet. But I I knew I knew that if I took him to the Warhammer shop and just let him see the 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 vast expanse that is Games Workshop and the Warhammer uh, metaverse, so to speak, that he would be hooked. And yeah, we I took both my son and daughter in, and and just from the moment he stepped foot in the shop, that was it. Um, yeah and so we we him and i have uh now interestingly though so obviously i had from 40k background i was kind of like well yeah what about this one what about this game he's like oh no look i like the look of the the fantasy stuff you know like um and his eye was immediately drawn to to sylvaneth um uh because you know they're, they're amazing models absolutely stunning oh, models yeah. sylvaneth you know mm-hmm. like you can't help but but just you know you just be really drawn to them visually and and so he was like oh you know i think i really like these guys and like oh okay well, i guess i'll not do 40k then <laughs> like we'll we'll do it just turns out to be a very good decision i think well you know what i think so too and there's a lot of reasons why that is but uh but you know um uh he's into it and you know him and i just we played with each other you know uh, every other week or whatever we were playing a, a, a game yeah. and um and just learning it and um and then we joined uh, the local well we joined the, the broken realms club and um started playing other people you know like and this was kind of a new experience for us as well new armies we knew of them but you know we were only really we were getting sick of playing seraphon versus sylvanus really you know like uh, and um and it yeah, was especially if you've got massive collections, you kind of get limited to okay, you're gonna be, it, you know what each army is going to be. So yeah, and truthfully, you know, it's, it was a shame. I look back and I do feel a bit bad about it because you know, when, now with a bit of experience, both of us were able to look back on on that time frame and say, you know, we were playing on a slightly smaller table because it was the only table we could play on, and you yeah. know, the smaller table, um, a Sylvanath versus Seraphon was heavily weighted towards Seraphon every time. You know, like it just it, 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 it was very difficult for him to to uh, to get anywhere with that. And even you know, like even when we played more you know really really casual games where we weren't really trying very hard or whatever, it was still you know quite weighted one side. But you know, it was all part of the learning. And uh, and now you know it's it's, it's very much tipping the other way. Uh, um, so uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of our sort of AOS journey. And I say our because it's although it was. Mine way back when I was young, you know, it really is Lewis and I as a wee team, you know, like uh, we've been we've been kind of yeah. taking our steps through the journey of uh, the sort of AOS scene in Scotland. So, yeah. Oh, it's great to have the, the pair of you in the scene. It's great. Really, yeah, yeah. Lewis, is, Lewis is my, my little nemesis now after beating me twice in one tournament. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, I'm not gonna lie, mate. We still talk about it. <laughs> it's all right. So does he. <laughs> yeah. No, he's doing great. He's 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 now running his Idenith, um army, and you know, like the, uh, <laughs> we we went full swing. You know, we were playing sort of Idenith versus 
Seraphon at home. This time we, we got a proper table size and everything set out correctly. The right amount of scenery, you know, we're doing everything the right way now. And um, my goodness, he trounced me. Oh Jesus, it was <laughs> it was a bloodbath. And he didn't just do it once; he did it again. And you know, completely take. And I, you know that moment where you're just left standing there with your cup of tea and your mouth hanging open, going, yeah, "What the like, fuck what just happened?" happened? <laughs> like yeah, you you thought you thought you were okay. You thought that's all right. <laughs> like, um, yeah, like and, turn, you've still got nothing left. Oh, it's yeah, and, and you know, and he was he was doing all this really clever stuff. You know. That's when you know, like you, you're watching them develop, and you know, in the early days we're all learning, right? But like, but um, you know, he's younger as well, and you know, the, sometimes there's a tendency. I think if you're younger, just as it gets diving in, and maybe not thinking necessarily about you know a step ahead or whatever. But here he is, and he's like, he's like doing sort of strategic redeploys to stop me getting desecrates and and kind of and 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 that was enough to tip the balance and get his grand strategy and win the game and i'm just like i've created a monster man so he's he's phenomenal you know like and and actually i've got to say you know like um I'm, i can be the worst sometimes about remembering stuff i really am i, I you know like um half the time i don't even bloody remember what my own army does but he's now really sharp on the rules, and actually, it's kind of, he's now like keeping me right. You know, he's like, it's like right, so hang on, um, heroic recovery. You roll a dice. He's like, oh, Dad, we're we're in the house ourselves, you know. And he's like, Dad, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> like, it's two. You roll two dice, Dad. And like, <laughs> like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. So um, no, he's he's. Uh, He's he's definitely on this this great trajectory at the moment, and I really that's cannot good. wait to he's see. Be a terror when he's out. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, man. Like, and and uh, I mean, when I I sort of listen into his opponents and stuff at the tournaments, and and you know, he, he, they all say the same thing. They're like in a couple of years, like <laughs> he's got forced to be, yeah. right, you know. So so uh, which is great to hear. So yeah, no, yeah, he's, you, he's, you can you can see that. Just yeah, you, you'll never win in a game. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I know. The improvement he's had in a relatively short time is huge. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and I I've always taken the stance of you know I don't really, I and well you know him and I play chess for example right he's dead into his chess and you know bizarrely he 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 taught himself how to play chess well we well I kind of taught him but he also kind of learned like through playing online games you know like so like he's so but he's bloody good at it you know he he he, he um. He, he plays me, but he also plays in in school, and he's um uh he's he's one of his top in his his, his school apparently, uh, even though he's in his first year, and so um but but I told him I was like I'm very very frank with him. I said at the very start, I, I'm telling you now that I will never ever let you win at chess. Okay, I I will <laughs> try. I, I every time we play t- chess, I will be trying to beat you, and I will be trying to beat you well <laughs> and i i, yeah. I lay the you know I, i'm you know I, but as a result he, he, and to this day he hasn't yet beat me right but he's got very very close and <laughs> God, and but you know that he's not far <laughs> yeah exactly and so we, we've we've kind of we've kind of done the same thing with warhammer i haven't been quite as quite as like drawing the line in warhammer but because because we were both learning too to be fair you know like so it's it, yeah um, but but um but you know, I, I don't I don't particularly go easy on him either. But I do think it has made him better, you know. And he doesn't oh, he definitely sure. doesn't go easy on me. So like that's made <laughs> me better, you know. So um, so uh, yeah. Um, and he's, you know, he's in the, he's in the right community playing tournaments with really difficult opponents, you know. And um, so I think it's 
it's it's just great to, great to see because I you know he's still he's still he's still working on his win rate, but at the same time, uh, you know, I know for so a fact he fine. was yeah, <laughs> aren't we all? You know, Jesus, so am I, right? But like, uh, but it's uh, you know he we I know that if he plays you know other folk his own age and stuff like that, he would just run rush out over them. So yeah, it's great to see it, but yeah, we'll we'll watch this space and see how he does in the years to come. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. So yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things I whenever like I'm not at events like I've I've not been because of work recently and things like that I do always keep an eye out on how he does in events when I'm following them from home because I just because it is this like fascinating journey to watch from the outside of someone who you know is is younger has you know come in and like say you know wasn't winning much and every mm. event he's just getting that step better he's you know he's He's going to start getting three twos regularly before I will. Nah, tell you what, recently I felt a bit from recently because he's 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 attended um, a few tournaments and he has lost. I think now now I don't want to misquote this, so I could be wrong with this. But I think it's either four or five games he's lost by one point. Oh, yeah. um, and you know that it, while that's sore in some ways, you can also look at that and say, well. Like literally, that that has to have been a moment where there was a dice roll that didn't go your way, you know. Like if you're talking at yeah, one point, it, it, that's what it comes down to. And so, in theory, on another day, we don't want it. It's just so he's yeah, he's on he's on a bit of a cusp here. Yeah. It's frustrating to be on that side of the one point because you know you were that close to getting the win. Yeah. So it can be very down disheartening, but you eventually just have to try and be like, right, okay, well that means I was also that close to winning, but. Sometimes you've got to be away from the event for a couple of weeks so you can really accept that and let that sink in. I know. I've told this to him as well, actually. You know, like, you just take a step back a little bit, take a breather, re- regroup, you know, uh, and then mm. think it, you know, think about it with fresh eyes and stuff like that. Get some get some advice and other people on it and stuff like that and then, you know, continue on, really. That's the only way well, to do it. it. So. And a big thing is finding out what play style works for you and... Mm-hmm. You know that, and and all, that only comes with really generally losing games because you're not playing the way you you need to be mm. to get those wins. Yeah. Oh, you always learn more from from your losses, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. I'd, rather, yeah. I'd rather have a one point loss to the opponent and then know that it was actually a game rather than just get tabled in like half an hour. Yeah. 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 You, just, you, just, you just learn nothing from that. You stood that chance. Plus, your strength of schedule is better in this than the other. Exactly. No, that's exactly it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's. I think he's he's always thinking about the next the next thing, you know, as well. He, so he's he's got Sylvaneth now and and, and his Ideneth as well, which he's built up and he's he's sort of getting to grips with. I think he's now also now that he's had the break from Sylvaneth and he's looking at his Ideneth. I we you know, we had this chat the other day there where you know I think that. Playing Ideneth is actually going to help inform his play with Sylvaneth. You know, like he's, he's going to start thinking about that army slightly differently now, and might see himself doing better with it again. But, um, but it's, uh, yeah, I think he's, he's he's jumped. To be fair to him, and this is, you know, <laughs> at the start when 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 he picked Sylvaneth, he picked it because the models were great. But you know, Sylvaneth is a, a pretty technical army to play. You know, like it's not an oh, obvious. Yeah. You, you know, you've got to really understand your your distances and your ranges and your setups and not what you're doing this turn, but what you're doing the next turn and possibly even the turn after that, you know, like you're, you're really, 
you're kind of doing that with all armies, but I think with Sylvaneth, positioning and what you're actually yeah, trying to achieve is is critical, and and that's quite hard for for someone young to to grasp. But he is, you know, he is grasping it. And I think, ironically, he's gone to Ideneth, which, in some respects, is is actually similar in that you know, like it is also a very technical army to play. A, they're You've both got, very fragile armies as well. Yeah, that yeah. Take a hit, so. Exactly. Everything he's playing is teaching him, right, okay, I can't be out of position because I will lose pieces. And uh-huh. I don't have that resiliency to, to keep me alive that some armies do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with Ideneth and stuff as well, but at the same time, he, he has to get in there. You know, they're the best, arguably mm-hmm. the best alpha strikers in the game, you know, like, so, well, I don't, that might change. That might have changed with the recent method, to be fair. I mean, I've been, I've experienced some different kinds of alpha strikes now that are, you know, that maybe changes that, but it certainly used to be, I think. And, um, and so, you know, it's about timing that and getting in at the right time, you know, that suits you well, yeah, rather yeah, than your opponent. The thing yeah. with Deepkin, you're, you're trying to play around that turn three. Yeah. Or you're striking first. Like that's, that's, that's so key for, for the Deepkin army to, Really, you want to be in combat turn two and win the prio and give it away turn three just to waste your opponent's combat phase. Mm-hmm, because he's mm-hmm. going to have to retreat his whole army out of combat or you're going to get to fight until he does anything. It's, you know, you're, you're building your army around that big turn three swing and your play style has to sort of represent that as well. Yeah. I mean, he Again, has his like best to me. You're, you're thinking multiple turns ahead to get to that point. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he told me about a game that uh, he played recently where, um, you know, he had a bad turn three. It just didn't really go well. And he just kind of said to his opponent and shrugged that it was all about my turn three. And if that hasn't gone right for me, then then the chances are this is probably where we can talk it out, you know, like uh, kind of thing. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> which is a shame in a way, because I, I kind of feel that's perhaps an inherent weakness of the army if, if it's so reliant on. On that, because the problem with that is that like everyone then gets to know, <laughs> everyone figures that yeah. out, you know, like and and so you don't have the yeah, you don't have as many tricks up your sleeve maybe, you know, like but um but uh, it's also but you, it's also a trick you can't really the opponent can do nothing to stop that except not be in combat with you yeah at which point it's still <laughs> a good thing for you as well so mm. it's yeah it's a trick but it's a slightly unavoidable one in some ways because the opponent can't turn it off in any way except to not engage sure yeah yeah but you know what he's he's getting a handle on all of this and you know like uh, he's he's definitely he's pulling some wins out of the bag and as i say like there's been some ones with the seraphon where like i really <laughs> was really trying to smash him and he tabled me you know like so like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah so he, he knows what he's doing with it he's just he just needs more he just needs more reps i think but yeah I'm sure you'll get your revenge with a new Seraphon book. Oh, well, yeah, I'm going to get my revenge, I think, on a few people with that one. It's, uh, it's looking interesting. Broken interesting is the term I would use. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, um, I, I've, yet, I've honestly yet to, to get into it too much. I, I've been watching the chats. I've been, I have it. You know, I've got the, the tome now and I've, I've looked through it. Um, I've sort of run some things in my mind, but I've yet to really sort of dive into the kind of nitty gritty of it. Um, my my initial reaction to it actually was that it 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 was well they they had they had taken away some of the things that I really loved about the previous one, um you know mm-hmm. um the engine of the gods is now really not a thing anymore I mean it is a thing but it's you're kind of 
you have to save up your points for then to then use them, which means that kind of 50% of the time you're not really using it. So it's kind of just a sort yeah. of wasted stegodon, you know, like, uh, and then they've got rid of the, the skink priest. So now the army doesn't have a priest. I, I don't think any army should have no priest, <laughs> I, I, you know, personally. But I, 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 I think uh, that one, he was quite a key character, the priest, uh, uh, for us. So uh, having that taken away was, was a bit of a bummer. And there's a few other things as well. But, but now having read it on balance, the book is it, it feels like it's matured as an army you know like mm. uh, instead of these kind of mad swingy little kind of tricks or whatever it's got quite a robustness to it on both sides you know some of the things that it did previously it's they've changed the mechanics of it so for example like you know um the teleport and sort of um uh the uh starborn you know you could kind of do it you know uh, end of movement phase just anything you know now it's done uh as a like a heroic action you know in the hero phase it, okay yeah it, so like you know it's kind of while while that's sort of you could argue that's kind of bad it's also kind of good doing it in the hero phase you know like and and it kind of in some ways sort of makes a little bit more sense you know so um i'm, I'm quite on board with that and it allows for a slight change in mechanics if you're going to start setting up you know big mortal wound bombs in the hero phase and things like that so like um so yeah no overall i i actually do really like it now you know like i was skeptical at first but now i'm feeling yeah there's there's a lot to unpack with it um and uh it's it's at the moment it's actually very hard to tell because you can build either coalesce or starborn it's very hard to tell which one is going to be the the primary um top of the meta you know I, i'm not sure yet it, Initially, I think it'll be Starborn. I think it'll change to Coalesce is my, my prediction, but um, there's there's uh, legs in both. So, yeah, very interesting. Very, very curious about it. I think the previous Seraphon book, and probably the ones before us, was suffering from the fact it was such a fantasy army. They didn't really change too much. Didn't get much in the way of new units and everything. So it was still very much still in that. So now it's got a new book, and it's starting to get more of an identity Mm. Like you say, of itself, which is yeah. great to see. Yeah, no, nice. definitely. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. I think they've, and I think Serpon is a book, so a, a little bit like Ko in some ways, and that they do one thing really well. And if, and when I say really well, I mean that like Serpon are known for their magic is 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 the point, in a lot of ways. Um, their croak, their slam, things like this. But if you over egg that, it becomes a really one sided negative play for the opponent um and again same thing ko does is known for shooting so they have to try and give you that power without over egging it and i think that's the sort of thing they'll probably take a couple of balance passes with the seraphon book yeah. my initial from what i've seen is it's going to be it's potentially be incredibly oppressive in the magic phase and just take off huge chunks of the opponent's army yeah um, if you're prepared for it and I think that'll just take, you know, that's hopefully they can balance that out. So you've still got that magic strength, but not in that. So I, was, yeah. I, was watching, I was watching a season of War Battle Report and, with a new book, and I was sort of half paying attention, half painting away. And I noticed the Seraphon player would failed a couple of spells. He was playing against Zeke, so it's going to happen. Um, and he still ended up doing like 15 or something mortal wounds in the, in the magic phase from mm. having failed a good couple of mortal wound output spells. And I was like, okay, that's that's a pretty insane level of output from not a full whack. 
Yeah, it's interesting that the Seraphon players are even saying in, in the sort of the, the lizard man circles that you know they think it's probably going to get nerfed. Uh, yeah. But but you know I, I don't know man like I I, <laughs> I, uh, I have I have been at the the receiving end of some of some vicious equivalents from Luminous. Oh yeah, the whole the whole you know and Zinch like, and you know so uh, there's a question there about are, are Seraphon actually just kind of catching up? You know, like is this now how it's going to be? Um, that uh, that you know like low drops determining who goes first is actually the most critical moment of the game <laughs> like because I mean, it's stupidly so yeah. yeah i mean often a problem is that if you can get in a one drop and do really and not it's how much you have to sacrifice to become a one drop is always the big decision mm-hmm. point for us like the lumineth list sacrifices nothing to become a one drop that's that's his problem mm-hmm. whereas if you look at like a ko list um, you have to give up, in my opinion, quite a lot to become a one-drop. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more in that book that can give you a lot from not being a one-drop. Like, Kale benefit immensely from sharpshooters, for example. So you're giving up that, and they've got great artifacts. So I think that's the big thing, is if you can do a Seraphon army that doesn't give up much and fits into a one-drop, it can it could be yeah. pretty dead. We, we couldn't one-drop before. Like it wasn't, it no. actually wasn't possible, you know. Like, but now it is possible. Uh, but more, I think, with the coalesce side, I think. But I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's. Uh, we'll see. I've yet to play test it myself. Um, I'm just literally mm-hmm. like, you know, hearing things through the community and other people's experiences. There was one, one chap at, um, that had said that uh, I saw in the chat that he did had a game and and he managed to do. It. He spiked on that initial. Uh, uh, you know, phase trog bomb and did thirty mortal wounds to the opponent. Um, yeah, I've uh, heard that. <laughs> yeah. I've also heard it's not, it's not that hard to spike it. Like it's a spike, yeah. but it's not, it's not an unreasonable spike. No, it's it's very, it, it's a very specific combination of things you have to do. But what, but it's yeah. doable, and once you do it, yeah. it just happens. You know, so it's like, you know, you, you're you're taking, I think it's croak and two slans. You're taking a troglodon astrolith and um you're taking the bridge and you know um you're just casting everything building up your points then um you teleport the trog up front croak can cast through the trog um and you do the kind of cleanse the realms through that and um and then you use the bridge to bring the trog back and that's it it's just like a, like a one-stop shop <laughs> in your face headbutt um, <laughs> um, yeah that sounds fun yeah, that's fun. yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Should, should we, should we move on? in an event that's got a bar? I think that, that that's the answer because that <laughs> game's over very quick. <laughs> yeah, talk about strength of schedule. That's that's the new that's that's <laughs> yeah, the new grand strategy. Okay, GG. <laughs> yeah. No. Should we move on? We will. Yes, we will. Um, the, the the one thing I'll, I'll actually we'll come into it in the next in the next section. So you were both at the Northern Invasion semi-narrative event. Yes. Fair to say. I think yeah. It was, yeah, he changed it to semi-narrative. Uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be fully narrative, and instead it was was, was semi-narrative. Um, again, with the uh, I'm in the middle of lambing up here, so I wasn't able to go. Um, so do you guys want to, Cara, do you want to go first, kind of talk through what you took? Uh, yeah, well, it's, it was just a one-day, um, so... I was much more inclined just to have a bit more of a fun with it and actually embrace the narrativeness. So I took my Skaven and took a half Molder, half Pestilence list. So I had 
four units of four rat ogres, uh, which is fun. Um, <laughs> three master molders. Um, three units of ten plague monks. And three plague priests. And right. That was it. Yeah. But, um, Those rat ogres are terrifying, though. Yes, but I mean the plate to see. I went ended up going two and one, um, which I thought was pretty good. And the the game that I lost, I just got absolutely hammered. But the with the narrative rules that um, Stu was having is the weather table um, really did not help in that game. <laughs> <Help> my <laughs> so what we're saying is it's Stu's fault. We're blaming Stu for that one. Oh no, it's just the weather table. But yeah, when you're playing against um, a shooting ogre list with all the cannons, them and able to get an extra fifty percent range on their really good close range shot Ooh. things. <laughs> oh yeah. And and then getting double turned. <laughs> yeah, that's just <laughs> me then also failing to bring back all four of my units of rat ogres on a free orb. So I didn't bring back a single. Yeah, it did not go well with that one. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and my opponent um, played it really well. Um, he was very apologetic in a lot of ways as well. Yeah, um, no, that, that's but, really cool. Uh, the first game I had was against a lovely lady called uh, Emma, and it was like her first tournament, and she was bringing her Stormcast and everything. It was a good fun game, but I did do bad things to her. Um, <laughs> I, I really admit. Um, yeah, in the first uh, first term experience, yeah, against unless you played against Skaven, they can they catch people out because they're not that common in army, and especially not the way that you play them because you don't do no, the no. quote storm fiend sort of thing. Yeah, so it's, it's very fun, easy but... to be like, okay, what does this do? <laughs> I've seen it on battle reports, but I have no idea what that unit or that unit or that unit is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah and then my last opponent was Liam from the local um, GW store who was playing his Beast of Chaos but as people who listen and the people in the community know I'd rather know my Beast of Chaos so I took him <laughs> apart piecemeal yeah I, was, I pretty much tabled him by um, end of turn two um, he had some stuff still to bring on but yeah he was it was, it was yeah, done. it was done. It was a, a done deal at that point. So I, apolog- I was apologising for that one. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah, swings fun. and roundabouts. It's it's fair. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's, it was lots of fun was had, and I ended up getting the um one of the most narrative list prizes. So that was that was fun. That was appreciated. Nice. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Always good to get get something from a narrative event like that. Yeah. And uh, what about yourself, Andy, then? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I was running Night Hunt, and um, knowing that we had the the, uh, the Teams event coming up, I thought this might be quite a good chance to try this out in a, a more competitive setting. Um, so, yeah, um, did well in this one, went 3-0. Um, I think overall, I think I finished fourth, maybe, overall. Um uh, and it was my first 3-0, so for me that was quite a big day. <laughs> um, I know, there's a lot of folk out there who go 3-0 regularly, but that was my first, so yeah, it was uh, um, it was a good day for me. But it was a great uh, great few games and great opponents. Um, uh, I was I was running <clears throat> um, 
Scarlet Doom, uh, which seems to be kind of the, the most popular at the moment with Night Hunt, arguably. Um, so like two units of 20 Blade Geist. Um, I took, instead of Spirit Hosts, which are, uh, for those who don't know, um, they're just, you offload wounds to them. You know, like uh, usually a unit of three, three wounds each, and you offload to them. Um, I decided to opt for another unit of Blades, which is a little bit of a risky move. If your heroes start getting hit, you, you could be in trouble. Um mm-hmm. But uh, but I kind of thought to myself, look, if we've got an extra unit of blades there, they can act as a sort of strike unit, maybe that can either take objectives or you know deep strike or just hang around in case they needed backup. And that's t- turned out to be exactly how they worked. You know, it really worked quite nicely. Um, but it is still a risky one. Uh, you know. Yeah, I um, think sometimes a one day is a good place to try something. As Kara was saying, obviously she took a mm-hmm. different list than what she would normally take and. Sometimes even if you are wanting to try something more competitive, it's the time you can go a little bit off meta, pick something yeah. a little bit different. Because if, then if it doesn't work, well, you've, you've not got day two to worry about. You've only got that first day. Whereas if you take something and it doesn't work to a two-day event, you know you've got that second day to slog through again. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I'm uh, still very new to Night Hunt, really, in the grand scheme of things. So I'm still kind of like just gathering my thoughts about it. But I think I learned a lot after that day and after the team's event, which I guess we'll talk about. But, um, yeah. but no, so the, 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 it was a great day. I think that my first opponent, um, Tim Sylvaneth, um, Tim's a lovely guy. Um, and I, I kind of felt for him, he, he really didn't have a very good hero phase, ter- turn one. Um, he was trying to set up. He'd set, he'd set up very well, actually. He'd set up his trees in really bloody awkward positions, which you're, I guess you're supposed to do. Um, but he, he did that well, um, you know, setting himself up for, you know, strike and fade. And, but he, he miscast with his um, his uh, war song, Revenant, like, um, he first cast, you know, like, and um, and I managed to, uh, I think I think I managed to, dis- oh, no, he, he failed, he failed uh, the, what do you call it, the, Spice, well, spice, spice warm, warm yeah, spice warm high. That's right. So, so there was the, it kind of went really wrong for him in his first turn. Um, so you know, I, I kind of surged forward and um, and uh, he did manage. Uh, uh, we well, he he cut the bomb off, but then it got dispelled. Uh, so like, uh, and. He, yeah, it just it started to kind of unravel, and I think what it was it was quite pretty close at this point actually. I have to say, even with the bad luck that he had, he was striking and fading pretty well with Durthu and stuff like that. Um, and his God, his Gossamer's absolutely brutalized my big unit of blades. Like they spiked and killed eleven out of the twenty in one shooting Ooh. phase. Yeah, sixes on the hit, and he was doing into the loads of D three mortals. So I was like, oh my God, this is <laughs> it's, it's, it's feeling quite bad all of a sudden. Um, but no, what? Um, he, he, yeah, he lost a double. He lost priority and got doubled, and that, at that point it was it was clear that it was because then I got him killed. Darthu killed the war song in the trees at the back, and it was it was pretty much over at this point. So, um, yeah, I felt for, I felt bad for him. It, it wasn't his day, but it was a good game, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, so second game was slaves. I think it was Mark. It was Mark? yeah 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 Mark. Um, so, um, and you know he did what again what they were meant to do. Got right across the board really quickly, and it was a diagonal battle plan. So he kind of had that opportunity to really get in there, and um, and he got right in my face, and you know right away you just get that sinking feeling. This is not going to go your way, um, and you know, um, but the but this is why I learned about this particular why why slaves are probably a good match for Night Hunt, um, is that Night Hunt operate in this really strong bubble, especially if you're using the light shard, so you get plus one attacks to everything uh, within twelve, you know, so like. 
if you if you bring yourself into that bubble with a lot of stuff, you're in serious danger of a vicious countercharge, you know, like um and slaves kind of need to do that. They're pushing forward to get into combat. So he did, yeah. and I think in one turn, wiped out uh, his knights and baron guard and literally probably half his army um, just by popping that light shard. Um, but it was a weird one because he was occupying objectives. I was like, am I still going to lose at some points? But managed to surge forward, get some good battle tactics and stuff like that. And I, um, in the end, it, it did go my way. Um, but uh, yeah. There's a... Again, I think the I think the other reason is a good matchup for you is the slaves are relying on rend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. And you're just that doesn't bother you at all. Oh yeah. yeah I, I hate playing Nighthawk with my beasts because you're so reliant on that rend and yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh my god, I can't even tell you how much I love it. <laughs> like, especially with. I'm not to rub it in right enough, you know. Like. Thing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think um I've talked to a few folk about this and it's like you know after. You know, having played Seraphon for quite a long time, it's, it really is quite. How do you put this? You you, you kind of because they can do everything. You kind of yeah. need to be very careful. They, they they do everything pretty well, but they don't do one thing amazingly. So like you've yeah. got to be quite careful with what like you're you're doing with it because if you do make an error, like say even a minor deployment error, it can cost you the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like um and so like you're constantly thinking and you've got these long hero phases. Even Night Hunt. I don't have to worry about any of that. <laughs> it's no. like, I know what I need to do. I know how I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't have to think about it. Just rolling fours, you know. You know, it's just, it's just so easy, you know. Like, I just love it. It's such a, it's such a holiday from the the deep thinking of playing. <laughs> so, um, but uh, then you draw anyway. four ups. Yes. Okay, I win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, um, I, uh, yeah, it was a, again good game. I think we we agreed it kind of we talked it out in the end, but um, but it was a good matchup. And then so. Game three, um, I got Len, uh, who um, I discovered was a bloody brilliant player. <laughs> uh, really good, really knows his stuff. Um, and he also had slaves, though. So um, high off the win previously, I was kind of thinking, right, are we going to win the same again? Len really got in my face, though. Like, he got the bridge in and got a whole unit of Chosen right behind my back lines. And when I say behind back lines, I mean, like, they were fighting my heroes. And I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? <laughs> this is like, it was like, oh, it was just, it was a tragedy unfolding in front of me, you know? Um, <laughs> but he... Mortals, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and they were they, just, he was, he was hitting really hard with them. And I was like... I could honestly, at this point, I was thinking, I think the game might might already be over because of this move, but we kept with it. Um, but uh, what happened was, I think he kind of split his attacks a little bit towards the unit and towards the heroes, and then my heroes spiked on their saves and their mm-hmm. and their their ward saves. So I was very lucky because I decided to put the ward save on the the sort of um, this corporate onto the spirit torment, which um, to, because I thought if I can just keep it alive, I can bring models back and. And so on, and yeah, he spiked his saves and survived, and um, so did the uh, the cruel ghast, and so the blades took a bit of a hit, but they were okay. And so, he, th- at this point, he had knights on my front line, and I was a bit sandwiched in, but he left too much of a distance between the sort of chosen at the back and the knights at the front, so I was able to retreat my unit of blades back out and recharge it. Um, right. For the mortals, and um, and literally, and uh, I popped the light shard because again he brought everything into my bubble, 
So I popped the light shard and just wiped everything out on that side in turn in the turn, you know, like and with the counter charges and and stuff like that. So, um, so again, it was just that way where, you know, he'd asked me after like what he could have done differently, and, and honestly, the, the alpha strike was was ridiculously scary, but he just got unlucky, I think, with. The splitting of it, a little bit greedy for splitting attacks. Yeah, I think if he had focused on just the heroes, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I could have recharged with the blades, but honestly, like without my heroes, uh, things are gonna. I don't get the minus one damage from the cruel gas. I can't bring models back from. But then he was struggling to get them all in as well, so it was a bit of a mix, you know. But uh, anyway, great player though. Like very, um, he was thinking about his battle tactics really quite clearly, really clever stuff, um, and um, you know. I again I <laughs> I uh I, I think I'm gonna get a reputation for being not just a purple sun user but that kind of purple sun user because <laughs> I have I have some right horror stories in my portfolio of things I've done to people with the purple sun. And I think he'd chosen a battle tactic where three of his guys had to make a three of his units had to make a charge. And I speculative speculatively is that a word speculative yes yeah. Um, I, I, I shoved the purple sun over onto one of his wee little wizards that he was intending on charging, just to see. I can see how and, the story ends. <laughs> yeah, you know what's, you know what happened. And so I think he extended the hand at that point, and and we talked it out because yeah, he, he failed the battle tactic because of that. So, you know, um, really, really good game. It, one minute it looked really in his favor, the next minute it looked really in my favor. Next it was back to him, but. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a great game. We you know we talked out at the end. It was good. So yeah, that was it. Um, great great event for me uh, and a great experience as well. Um, uh, playing Night Haunt. So excellent. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was it was a fantastically run event. Great venue. Um, brilliant people and opponents. I, I really enjoyed my list. I didn't think it would work so well, but it was great. It was one of those people focused on rat ogres. Well, they tried to focus on the plague monks and the priests, and the one that they didn't focus on ended up usually hammering the hack out of them. Yeah, when you've got two very different threats, mm-hmm. people only will pick the one they know is a threat if they don't know how good the other one is. But the, the trouble oh. on that list is which one is the real threat because you've got you can go either way. Yeah, oh, I mean the mortal wounds from free plague plague priests from all the great plagues and everything you can throw out and is just yeah, it's great. I think I wiped out a whole unit of, um, what was it, Gore with one great plague. It Oof. bounced into another unit and destroyed half that unit. <laughs> that, was, that was just nice. a hero phase, yeah. That's the bubonic bright plague. It's like 2d6 mortal wounds. If it kills the unit, it then bounces to the nearest next unit, and it's like 1d6, and then if it kills that, it's 1d6 again. And Yeah, it's, it's That's great. <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> Ah, lovely. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. We're good. Sounds like uh, And congratulations on your first free no. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be more, you know. Um but uh although I didn't do quite so well on the narrative side of it, I have to say. Uh my <laughs> my, my yeah, I just didn't. I wasn't really set up for it. Uh, but uh, but I did enjoy the the narrative. I was uh, I did have the fear at one point with with the, with the winds because my entire army flies. So um so, <laughs> so you get you get a headwind on an army that needs to to charge forward, and uh, uh, it could have been bad. But thankfully, that really didn't affect me. So uh, it was all good. <laughs> nice. Good. 
Good, 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 good. So then the week after that, there was the Teams event. I believe, mm-hmm. was it? Was it the week after? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, two, I think, oh, two weeks no, after? Two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks two after. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks. Cool. Yeah, all so. blurs into one, but now you see a sheep. Nothing. Days don't exist. (laughs) Just sheep rear ends. That's all that you see for weeks on end. Um, Jeez, I'm saying nothing, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, so you you were the only one of us that was at the team event. Yeah, yeah, Uh, it was great, and and you know the team the team format. Again, it was it was. a really great a whole different type of experience in the team the team event you know yeah. including it's not just the event itself it's all of the the planning that goes in the lead up to it and you know the team event obviously was there to um as a little bit of a kind of training for the you know team scotland and so on and so forth so so you know the people involved in it i know at least our team were taking it quite seriously you know we were, we were looking to give people run for their money and, and stuff like that and, and really go for it um so um it was great to be a part of the conversations even just listening to you know um really experienced guys like um richard and paul and jj talking about and will too you know talking about their armies you know like i should mention james as well there just in case he feels like i've left him out you too james <laughs> but um but no but just that these guys have been playing for for god knows how long they, they they clearly they know the game inside out and they know the armies really well um and for for somebody like me who you know I, I've been playing it for two years now, roughly, but I still feel like I've only been playing it for two minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm still learning so much about it um, yeah. that uh, it's just it's just really good to to hear the conversations around you about it. But um, no, great event, um, and uh, you know, uh, Team Bazooka, um, uh, Paul's team that I was in, um, we we I think we finished second overall behind Team yeah. Scotland. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, the guys all did really well and gave it everything. Um, and we, which is good, because obviously Bazooka is the Six Nations captain this year. Yes, so yes he is. It's, uh, you know, good for him to, good to show him for, for his team and potentials and that to to get I, into that second place. I, th- yeah. I think, I mean, a team format is very, very different in the way you do it, especially with the picking and the way you're, like shoving certain armies into certain other armies if you're not used to it obviously the, the better teams the people who are used to it are going to do better because they can get the better matchups mm. um but you only really do it through experience so that's it the, the more right. the people do it then the more the community in scotland will get used to it and it will get better yep. yeah yeah that's for it. sure yeah um, and you know, I, you know, I think I I love about it is I'm definitely you know not precious about it. I'm quite happy to be that one that's matched to a terrible matchup. You know, yeah. obviously you you yeah. want to win, and there's a, there's always there's always a small secret part of here. It's like oh, I wonder if I can do it this time. But uh, but like you know, um, but no, like you you know that that is playing a part in a bigger picture, and that feels good. You know, like even if it's yeah. uh, a loss. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah, I mean, if if you go into a game going, okay, I'm not expected to win here. But if I can get 10 points or stop them getting a 20 and 0, then yes. I've done my part. And that really helps the team. So, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's a different mindset. Yeah, because yeah, at the end of the day, someone has to play that horrible list. Mm-hmm. And, if we can, and if you can keep your your good, your a, a better list into a different matchup, then you can take that hit. You've 
yeah, you're you're denying them potentially points, also letting your team score points. So yeah, it's a very important rule that. Yeah, I, I got a few of those ones in Six Nations. <laughs> and I was that that was uh, that, that was all I did at Worlds. I, I I got on that bus and, and didn't come off it until uh, we, we flew home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, no, great event. Um, I'm I'll, I'll need to try and my best to remember everything about it because there was so much going on in the day. Um. I know that I went overall to not that it, individual scores particularly matter, but I I, I went two and three. Um, mm-hmm. The first day went quite well for me. I I, I lost my first. Um, wasn't wasn't too keen on the match. It was Alistair. Uh, I was playing uh, Alistair Maxwell's um, daughter, Zucane. Um mm-hmm. I played Alistair a few times. He's a tremendous player. Like you you know that way where sometimes you you, you play against a player. And you can just tell that they know what the hell they're doing. You like really, really know. They know their army yeah. inside out, you know, and they know the game really well. Um, they're a step ahead. Their thinking is a step ahead. You know, that's Alistair. And um, Daughters of Cain, <clears throat> as I say, I'm still get, getting my experience from Nighthorn. I'm not convinced it's a very good matchup for Nighthorn, honestly. Yeah, like, too many um, mortal wounds from the snakes. Yeah, mortal wounds is bad. But see this whole, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm... <laughs> You know, I think it's kind of a babyish thing to say things are unfair, but boy, oh boy, does fight on death feel feel fucking unfair sometimes? <laughs> uh, fighting twice, my god, it's like make a unit, make a unit buffed, make it make it strong if you want, have at it, hoss, right? But don't make it fight twice. Come on. <laughs> like, but ridiculous. you mean as opposed to when you charge in with a certain unit, a night haunt, and there's, you're rolling 20 dice and there's only one person touching that unit and you get to roll all the units worth of mortal wounds. And yeah, yeah, that, that one. I, I'm oh, not yeah, going to lie. I, I, I take your point. I, <laughs> I can't really contest that one. Um, uh, yeah, the, yeah. I'm just going to give you a minus four to your save. All right. Cheers, pal. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I guess we all have our things. Yeah, but um, but you know, so um, you know that that sort of fight on death is you know um, is hard for think. for us. Make yeah, it really think. does. Combined with the mortals, it means that um, like you better be all in on that unit. Like you have you like you have to have your your guys ready to resurrect more blades and stuff and come back. So anyway, it was I, I did I have beaten Alistair one time, but I, I it was very, very close and it really all came down to some weird positioning. Like as to and, and I think I, it was a prior role that they decided really no we talked it out. But but no, he's given me a pasting uh, pretty much every time we played. Um so and that time was was really no different. Um it was it was it was a bloodbath. But it was still good. Um and just another learning point I think. Um and I then what was the second game? Was it James? James Chalmers, maybe? Possibly the second game was Slaves again. Okay. So I felt, you know, reasonable about going into that. And I, I did get the twenty and zero on that one. Um nice. 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 Uh, it was he had Scarbrand. Um oh, and right. he he did and so that now this is my first time playing against Scarbrand, right? This sort of shows my inexperience a little bit here, right? But um, so so he drops the whole, yeah, I've got this three three up, you can't do anything thing, and he had sort of like you mean, mean Bellacor? Oh, Bellacor, sorry, not Scarbrand, Bellacor. Yeah. yeah, I always mix the two up. Yeah, um, very different. <laughs> yeah, 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 Bellacor. Sorry, uh, my bad. Um, uh, and um, uh, yeah, so he 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 got into my face with chosen. And with Bellacor and did this on my big unit of blades, and I tried to, 
a turn of getting through it and couldn't but then it continued on into the next turn and stuff like that and i was like right okay this is just terrible um so like i had to give away prio to try and clear it basically which i didn't want to do because he was really getting into my face yeah. but um but it was the right decision in the end it, it cost me in a way because he then sent his other unit of chosen way off up my flank up to the side and wiped out my other unit of 20 blades that was lurking in the wings um, so it was that was the sacrifice that had to be made to remove this this thing on my on my main blade unit, and um, and yeah, once again in my bubble and just popped it and just smashed everything. I took off um, Bellacor and his unit of chosen in a turn, you know, and um, and although there was one uh, there was one move which I was like, right, okay, I'm going to allow myself a little pat in the back for that one which was a sneaky purple sun maneuver where by bringing this purple sun back over his line into the gap between my blades, his chosen and Bellacor, his chosen were engaged in combat with my hex race, but mm. couldn't get to them. Yeah. And yeah. were stuck wedged between scenery and the sun. So they were effectively stuck there. They couldn't do anything. And I was oh. like, right, okay, that was all right. I, I love endless spells. For so basically, Carl, you're people. a big abuser of endless spells in that way. You do. Oh all yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. with short movement people like fire slayers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get in their way. Yeah, it really is quite a useful mechanic of them, you know. Like, um, and uh, but I did feel for James a little bit in that in that game though, because I swear on my life, he sunk pretty much about I don't know, like 900 points of attacks into my hex race and couldn't finish them. I, sp I massively spiked my saves. I think at one point I had to make 10, um, 10 uh, ward saves and I discorporated them. And I think eight, there were eight fives and sixes, you know, like it was just horrendous. Like I felt so yeah, bad. It's just one of those things. Like, it is. And so they held everything up really nicely at that line and just allowed me that delay long enough where I popped the light shard and just smashed back into him. And that was it. Um, so um so yeah that was good game um mm -hmm. uh now 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 i'm struggling i'm trying to think what game number three actually was i did i know i won it i went 20 and on that one as well yeah um it was uh it's, teams events are more to work to remember because you've got all the between round prep and things like that so there is more going on in the day yeah yeah um i can't totally remember uh, uh it's, it's flown out my head a little bit but um but yeah it was a good one so finished the day quite strong um and uh, uh, and then went into day two, and I played, I believe it was Sean's Daughters of Cain. Um, and oh, I more Daughters of Cain, exactly what you Yeah, it, oh, God, I know. It was Marathi and Bow Snakes this time, though. A different hey, flavor, hey. completely different flavor of fuckery this time. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I played Sean before. He is the loveliest guy. I mean, like, I love playing against Sean because even though he's he's dismantling you technically and and everything he's just so nice the way he does it <laughs> like you know what I mean? oh he really does you know like he, he makes you feel like you're you're glad to be uh to get a kicking um but uh but uh no he, he knew exactly what he was doing marathi in the center positioned everything just really well just for very difficult for me to get to him without getting really hurt and then it caused me to spread out which was a mistake on my part i think but um but i had to try and get around marathi if i could and it just weakened my whole my whole line and it, yeah it was although there was one moment where 
it could have got interesting. I, I decided against my better judgment, I decided to to put to deep strike my banshees. And I he left a gap at the back corner and his hag queen was there. It could I couldn't fit in the unit of blades, but I could fit in the unit of banshees. So and they made their charge. Now the banshees, I think they're like two attacks. Uh they're like I think they're Fours, fours and threes. So they're maybe three and threes. I can't quite remember, but they're they're, they're kind of average, you know. Um, minus two rendo, and they do two damage each. So like, if I potentially spike slightly with these, then I could kill his hag queen. And if I did that, I think the you know the resulting debuff could have maybe provided me an opportunity for a comeback. But yeah, he unleashed hell, killed one of the four, mm. and then the four that that did just rolled ones and twos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the three that were right. left. Ones. Yeah. So it basically kind of failed. I think I got one wound on him or something. But, um, but anyway. So, um, yeah. No, it was it was a it was actually a great game though. But just a very hard matchup. Even harder than I think Alistair's daughters of Cain. Um, just the bows and just difficult for me. So. Again, uh, there are mortal wounds at range. You can't even fight your way back. You're just taking the hit before you even get there. Yeah. Exactly. And you know they're doing it in the hero phase and in the shooting phase. This. Yeah. Once again, we're fighting twice. Yeah. You know? Especially um, since you hadn't taken the spirit host, so you couldn't just pass off those wounds. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't in sharpshooters though, and this is what I've found is that if you if you hug your units quite well, or you use that ten blade guys and keep them at the back, they can't be shot anyway. You're still castling. Um, it's only if there's sharpshooters. So, yeah. um, and actually I'm finding not many people at the moment seem to be taking sharpshooters. People seem to be opting for low drops. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, well, uh, when I was playing Seraphon, I was, I was definitely using it, but, uh, but, uh, so I, anyway, it's, um, <clears throat> so they're kind of fine. They're, they're acting like spirit hosts, even though they're, they're, you can't offload to them, but you know, so anyway, it was a great, great game though. Uh, it didn't go my way. And then, um, so we were playing Team Scotland game five. Uh, I had already expressed to the team, looking at the spreadsheet, that there probably wasn't a single army on there that was a good matchup for me. You're talking like um, LRL, Techless, or KO, or um, Squigs with Mortals, or, you know, um, what were some of the other ones there? Um, I can't totally remember. But anyway, I remember thinking that there just wasn't really one that that was great. So this was this was a great opportunity for me to sort of get thrown under the bus and sort of absorb one of the stronger members of the team. And I got matched with uh, DJ. And uh, yeah, that was that uh, that that was nothing short of a human rights violation. That game, like he just <laughs> absolutely. Needs to be oh, it was there. <laughs> it was horrible. I mean, it was you know it was that kind of way where it was it, you were just powerless. I think you know like there was there was almost nothing I could do. I had one cast. And he had four auto casts. <laughs> so yeah. everything was just coming out and ha- going off and going off and going off and going off. There was almost nothing I could do. You yeah, it's know, a, it's a great match. Yeah, he, he outdropped me. So yeah, he, he got the, the spell portal up and it was doing wound bombs. And, you know, again, I, I tried to sort of outmaneuver the spell portal a little bit, but it just didn't really it didn't really work and it spread me out too much. And yeah, it was a tabling. It was just a case of how many points can we squeeze out from stupid little kind of maneuvers and battle tactics. But um, even worse than that, Andy, it's like of all the people who know Nighthorn, DJ know. knows them back and forwards. And <laughs> I did not realize this until we started playing. And he's like, it oh yeah, like I played Nighthorn for like a year. I'm like, oh. 
Oh well, that's that's nice. Uh, <laughs> you basically know me better than I know myself. So like, um, uh, yeah. but you know, it was fine. It was it was even if he hadn't, you know, he knew exactly what he was doing with his luminous, and it was always going to go that way. But it's fine. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. And he's a great um, opponent. He's a lovely man to play against and get. Yeah, he he's a great guy. Yeah, no, I got a lot of time for DJ for sure. Uh, um, very, very lovely opponent. And um, um, where there, there was there was a, a a split moment where I was trying to do something smart and it, <laughs> it didn't really. Unfortunately, I was we're talking down to a millimeter. So what had happened was he'd cast a spell portal, um, but I had the midnight tone for auto casting the purple sun and i thought what if i cast the purple sun send it back through his spell portal into his back line and hit teclas and his his general and you know i have a good track record for rolling ones on this so you never know what could happen here um but it turns out in the rules you it has to um it has to uh have oh, what is it i can't remember exactly but we checked out it. it's got to have either finished or started the move within six and right. i i couldn't start yeah, the move within it was i was like a but we 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 moved units we we set everything up we measured and measured and measured mm -hmm. again and i just couldn't get it to work it was literally we're talking a couple of millimeters out and i was like oh well it was, it was what it was um but uh but uh so good game though and overall the tournament was just great the guys the team was brilliant um so yeah i can't i can't speak highly enough of them honestly it was such a great experience. superb superb yeah well, that does sound sounds good. So, uh, Felix, I was speaking to Mark about this um, after he, he played you because we both were the, we were both thinking afterwards like, and you may you might have a better handle on this. Why do you think we're not seeing Night Hunt as much now? Because they seem really strong, like you know, looking at what they can do and the way they can counter a lot of what's going about. But they've seemed to have completely faded from. Aha, they have vanished, you might say. Um, <laughs> uh, life imitating art. Um, I, 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 it's a good question. Um, you know, when you, in the chat uh, right now about, about Night Hunt in the community, um, people are still feeling relatively confident, but there is, a, there is a little bit of pessimism there. And I think it's, um, what I'm starting to find is that um, Night Hunt are brilliant what they do but they but they really are a predictable army you know there, yeah. there's there, there's not an awful lot i mean you you can be a little bit unpredictable in some ways but honestly that i think everyone's just kind of figured them out and yeah, um I, I think if there's there's some matchups for them that are absolutely brilliant and there are some matchups for them that are terrible and those terrible matchups, I'm just not sure that there's much you can really do about it i think you, you either have to get really lucky with your dice or your opponents get unlucky or, um, you know, maybe you're playing someone who, who's maybe inexperienced against Night Hunt and you might have more of a chat. I don't know. Um, but I, I think, uh, I, I I don't know is the honest answer. I, you know, yeah. I think it's possibly there's, just there's down to... Many the, hard the, counters out there. Though. Yeah, I think so. I think they, they, they're, they're not quite, like, you see with Seraphon again, not to keep bringing it back to Seraphon, but mm -hmm. I, I would sometimes when I was playing with Seraphon, I could shift my whole kind of you, you you know you have a you have sort of hard objectives you're trying to do so you've got your grand strategy and battle tactics but you also have kind of soft objectives like 
am I going to pivot this turn? Am I going to swing around the other side? Am I going to shift the focus of the army over to the left? Or, you know, the, these are kind of, uh, sort of things you're, you're thinking, right, could this change the dynamic of the game to allow me to do the other things better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Seraphon had all these tricks he could pull out the bag a little bit that could allow you that flexibility. I don't really... Th- Nighthaunt, you're, you are stuck in a castle. You are in a castle. Yeah. And when you yeah. try to come out of that castle, you weaken your line significantly. Or, you're, or at the very least you can say is you, you are taking a risk of weakening yourself, you know, like... Um, and pro- the problem with castles at the moment, and this is why I'm saying, you know, when we start talking about the, the, the Seraphon wound bombs and stuff like that, you know, Lumineth have got their own wound bombs. I, I've had it really bad from, you know, um, even Zinch with uh, Endless Spells and stuff like that. And, um, Sylvaneth, yeah. Yeah, Sylvaneth, exactly. Sylvaneth as well. There, there is a new thing here where it's like that hero phase you know, mortal everywhere, and and it's it really hurts Nighthaunt. You know, like if, yeah, if the, it gets the, in about the bunker it. buster style builds, is there? Yes. Or, or even like squeak hoppers just running over the top of you, just mortal wound every single unit that pass over. That's it. You're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So, I don't know. I would like to see more. I'm certainly going to be sticking with Nighthaunt for 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 quite a while. You know, I really love running them. I love the simplicity of them. Um, and and I, I hate to say this because you know we're all very sportsmanlike in this community, but there is something joyous about the frustration of <laughs> your opponent not having rend, and like you know, um, and you know your your ability to retreat and charge, and there's kind of nothing. That, I wouldn't say there's nothing they can do about that because I have been caught out a little bit with that before, but uh, but it really does give you that opportunity to pull something sly, you know, yeah, um, and not be pinned down. So. Um, yeah, there's, there's I'll, certainly. I'll throw 90 direwolves into you and see how many attacks you can withstand from that lot. How yeah, that? yeah, you know what? I'm up for that. I, I, I've actually we were we were talking because Will was on our team, you know, and he's obviously running mm-hmm. zombies and direwolves and stuff like that. There was a lot of conversation around that. Um, uh, and uh, or even 100 plague months fighting twice on death. <sighs> Don't speak to me again. This is like, you're, you're dead to me. You're dead Seeking to me. Seeking death frenzy, uh, then, and like dread death frenzy on them. Seeking by twice. That's horrible. I, I this, nah. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, no. one Just, dude. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's um, Nighthaunt's magic as well is is okay, <laughs> but it's not like. I mean, you know, like you just sit there. I've got Guardian of Souls with one cast, and. There's techless with auto casts and auto unbinds and yeah. like literally an auto unbind every turn. So like I can't physically do any magic, you know. The only thing I could do was the auto thing of the, the purple sun, you know, which failed because I couldn't get the spell portal. So um so uh yeah, it's it was just yeah. Um but I don't know. Um we'll see. We'll see what I'm gonna experiment some different lists. I've got some ideas about some some much fightier lists. Uh, with generals that fight and and stuff like that, nice. and a nice. wee bit more magic related. You know, Lady O is considered within the the community to not be worth the points, but anytime I've ran with her, I've actually quite enjoyed what she does, and I felt good about running her. You know, like the, you know, if you take Spectral Tether and you teleport out, uh, and then you unveil, you lift the veil. You know, you're doing like two up that many mortals that can slay a hero and take oh yeah an objective. But you know, like, so there's there's little things about her that uh, that are definitely um, definitely viable, you know. Like, so I'm kind of keen to try that more. So we'll see. And also, we've got a battle scroll and a GHB in the cards, so that can 
change things as well. Yeah, well, that's actually a good point, is that, you know, a lot of people were, were predicting that Nighthaunt were going to make a bit of a surge this season because of the whole galley champ thing. You know, we've well, got yeah, a lot of them. reasons, I thought. Yeah, a lot of fast-moving galley champs. You know, we can te- do a bit of teleporting and stuff like that as well. And But, yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just a Scottish scene, you know. I'd, I'd be interested to know where Nighthaunt's sitting uh, in other sort of metas. But. I don't think they're doing too great. But no, I, I don't see a list where you've got four, four coaches, Andy, because you'll paint them up amazing. Uh, well, I have one coach sitting there, and the reason I have not started it yet is because um, I'm trying to. That's one of the ones I want to paint really well, you know. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm, I, it's a difficult one to paint if it's fully built. So I'm going to have to paint it in sections and stuff like that. And I'm currently doing the same thing with Nagash. I do definitely want to run a Nagash list at some point. Um, uh, so. Um, so yeah, no, thank you, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, the, the proof will be in the pudding, uh, but we'll see. I've got <laughs> You're one of my finally, chief so. rivals for painting prizes, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm always the bridesmaid man, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> oh, you've won your fair share. Oh yeah, I did actually, there was that one, yeah, yeah. yeah I've true. handed you a trophy, in fact. That's true, you have, there was that, that, that is true, yeah. Um, <laughs> so no, no, I, I think uh, it's more just that... Uh, I do get asked to put my army on the table quite a lot, but it doesn't really happen, which is absolutely fine because the standard that does get put on the table is very high, you know. Um, but uh, but you do get to that point. It's like, oh, now I just don't know if I can be bothered with the hassle of everything back and forward because I know the the other guys are just too good, you know. Like, uh, but uh, but you never know. That that was my Seraphon army, so we'll see what we can do with uh, with the Night Hunt stuff. So, mm-hmm. well, painting it's always if somebody's if a scene have seen that army too much, they tend to vote for the others because it's just natural, especially if they've won a war. I know, I know, of course. So you've just yeah. got to embrace that. I mean, I've taken to the fact of sometimes just if a TO comes over and goes, can you put your army up? And I'm like, nah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Someone yeah. Else. yeah, I just because, you know, I've won prizes with them. People have seen them on the tables. Get other people up there. It's yeah, fine. I'm so. getting to that point too. I think you know, like it's it's, well, it's good to get other people a wee shot as well. You know, exactly. Like, it it yeah. shows appreciation to other people. Yeah, um, of course. Just you said, Carrie, you've, you've won a painted prize for I think all your armies that you've taken to events now. Uh, yes. Basically, I try and aim for one major cool cool looking award, <laughs> and hopefully, I'll get one with the next army uh, I'm going on. Oh, segue. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I still, I mean, the, the prize that, that I got from you actually was the uh, was the tankard thing. Yeah, yeah. I still I, I still drink out of that, you know. I, I do Good. I do. Yeah, that's usually the, that's usually what I uh, when I come home after a tournament, ever I usually have something to drink in that tankard. So yeah, and no, I'm making good use of it. <laughs> good, excellent. So yeah, for what are we segue there then? Um, we'll, we'll 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 dive into sort of current hobby. So, uh, Cara, you you solve the segue. You want to? No, no, no. You you you, you speak first. Two yours. <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh, I'm currently painting virtually as we're recording. Um, some oh, some Are we there. that interesting, Grant? My hands need to be doing things. Yeah, um, uh, I know what you make mean. Make of that what you will. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm drinking Elvis juice right now. So like, and that's my what I'm doing. Well, yeah, that's as I said. I I need to. This is one of the few podcasts I get recorded without a beer, which is terrifying. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm currently working on some overlords for next weekend. Uh, me and Mark are heading down to Carnage at Elven Games. 
uh, for next weekend. And yeah, so I mean, this was uh, Overlords are a book I've looked at a number of times because I like the models, I like dwarves, but I didn't really like the all-in guns only playstyle they had. It just it was a bit too one-dimensional for me. So with the new book, literally the changes to the frigate are is what's got me massively on board with the army. Um, with the assault boat rules and things like that. So I decided to jump on that. And yeah, three weeks later, I have a fully painted Overlord's army. <laughs> well, almost. Nice. Once, once I finish the frigate, it'll be fully painted. But that'll get done, obviously, before Friday and I head down. But it's it's a retro look to it as well. It is, yes. Um, my, my bases are all old school goblin green. So I've got the the flat layer of sand, and then the the goblin green, and then the goblin green rims, and then a, a yellow dry brush over the top, just like the the, the very old school method. Uh, I, I quite like them actually. Like I did it as a bit of a laugh, and I was like, well, worst case, I can always just rebase the army. Like it's it's not a big deal to pull them off and make new bases. It's not the end of the world. But no, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to to taking it down and getting a bit of a conversation about the bases because you know they're going to attract uh comments so yeah. yeah that's that's been my uh my project i did get a game in with them last night my first game with them so you know i've actually got a practice game before an event as well so pretty scary stuff <laughs> and i played against martin johnson and his five stone horns and yeah it went very well for me i mean i i got the win but we were speaking about it afterwards, and like, hey, he gave me the the first turn against a list like that. I think that that was potentially a mistake. But in his second turn, he failed all his charges anyway, so realistically, it wouldn't have made a difference. He was, he was destined to fail his charges anyway. Um, but yeah, it's it's got that movement that I really like. And that's what I learned is something that I learned from playing the War Clans I played at Broken Realms was they just didn't have the movement speed or shenanigans, and it really really ground me down and it turns out that's something that i need from an army again speaking to before where you learn more from doing badly with an army what you're missing so with the boats with the ability to fly high um you do have that ability to kind of project where you want to be which i found very useful um and yeah like the assault boat rules being able to charge in and pile out of the boat I think it's just giving them that extra flavor. Like, I do have a unit of nine engine riggers in a boat in my list, so it just, with Brock, so it gives me that combat punch. And then I've got a unit of Thunderers, just ten, and another frigate, and you've got the frigate shooting as well. So you've, you've kind of got a bunch of tools in your in your work box, really. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be a fun tournament. I've been to Elven Games once before for a Marvel event, so it'll be good to go down for a two-day AOS event. Um, I've got Pete, AOS Pete from the internet, as his Twitter handle is. I've got him game one. He's he's grudged me. So this, assuming I get the show out on time, it should be. The the Tuesday after the show comes out, uh, he's doing a live stream on his Twitch channel of the list. So that'll be fun. Get to see what absolute filth is being brought. Although the, the TU has ruled that he's allowing, um, Alex has ruled he's allowing the monstrous Arcanum in for one last time. Oh, nice. Because the FEQ had already come out after some people had submitted their list, and obviously it was, must have been some monsters are kind of already coming, that you just decided that, yeah, it's, it's like that part of the FEQ, we're just going to ignore it, and 
people can take their dread saurians and rogue idols for one more time nice because yeah, i can't think of there being anything else unless, <laughs> unless someone's bringing the corn dragon i don't think there's much else from aos oh no no all the mongols all the mongols oh yeah yeah you, you see all of them but i mean it could be it could be a mongol like i i've generally no idea but yeah so there'd be one last run of the monstrous arcanum uh, next weekend but yeah that's that's basically been all been working on whilst obviously you know the, the jobs kept me busy in that so yeah nice so, yeah what about you two then uh well i just uh as i say this year night haunt. yeah night haunt's been taken up my i mean i i'm kind of you know i've been sort of looking into kind of the grimdark sort of style and actually the a catch up, Karen. Karen, I had a catch yeah, yeah. up about it. Yeah, and she was giving me some wisdom on on Corrupting what to consider. <laughs> yeah, you know, like uh, and um, uh, but yeah, I've been really enjoying it because um, I mean, I haven't even got to the best bits yet. You know, like really dirting them up and stuff. I've really been enjoying doing kind of like rust effects and things like that on all the weapons. So I've kind of gone for like literally they look like they're hundreds of years old type of. Uh, rust effects and stuff like that and it's just amazing how realistic you can get it looking you know like um uh-huh. and uh um yeah it's just very nice I, I i'm looking forward to the setup for the oil washes and stuff like that so yeah my night haunt's taken up a lot of that i'm, I'm looking at um as i say i'm, I'm building um nagash at the moment um he's i don't know he's like two-thirds three-quarters finished but i'm trying to figure out how to how to build him in a way that i can paint him in several pieces and still get them together <laughs> like, you know what i mean and i don't know how that's going to work but i got an airbrush finally so i'm looking forward to putting that to good use and practicing a wee bit with oh, that nice, um, nice. uh so um so yeah really i'd say that's probably it i mean i, I have the seraphon box set sitting there i haven't even started anything of it yet uh so uh again you know i should really start thinking about getting that all at least built up but uh but yeah that's that's mainly my focus at the moment so cool cool oh, excellent and Kara, you've yeah, I started a new project. Yeah, um, I, don't well, know, I, think, I don't know how much of this you want to reveal prior to the. the uh, I don't mind. It's it's still there's one thing to hear about it, and there's another to see it. True. Um, True. Um, so basically, yeah, I ended up swapping my um, cruel boys for Grant's mega gargants. Um, because I wanted just that literally giant palette to work off my conversions and everything like that so i have uh four giant um uh, female gargants which i've converted them up with milliput and green stuff and everything and the the concept for them is they are the amazonian schnoo schnoo brides of broad that's <laughs> <laughs> magic um so they're they're all sort of very sort of covered in furs and feathers and bones and also they took over forest goblins lair so they killed all their Ragnaroks, and then the forest goblins with typical goblin loyalty went well you're bigger we'll worship you now so they <laughs> they've got little platforms on them with forest goblins uh, well, spider goblins or what you call mm. these days, um, just sort of riding on them and stuff as well. So they've got a lot of character. I re- I really enjoyed doing them. It, it's taken me 
yeah a couple yeah. of months because I've just not been pushing it I've not been painting 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 converting converting but it took me about, about a month and a half to convert them all didn't it yeah it did, it did take you a while um but yeah I'm, I've just finished painting them this week and yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to getting them on the table yeah they're not the best best meta pick at the moment of Gargans but I don't care no and yeah. they're the GHB could change at any minute and they'll suddenly be good again. They're just they're an army that has been harshly swung by the monster book was so good to them and now the G this Galician Champions book has been so bad for them. Like, yeah. They are very much at the mercy of GW and the GHBs for how good they're gonna do because they are such a polarizing list. Well it's it's also it's just an army that's out of my comfort zone, which is yeah. cool. Yes, it's very much not a horde army. <laughs> it, it it's like the complete opposite. I'm very yeah. like turns can take ten minutes. Oh yeah, easily. which is just unheard of for me. So that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's awesome. I, I actually also have had my eye on Gargants uh, on the side, um, part partly because um, well, when I first started uh, uh, doing AOS, I I promised myself that. The reason I sh- I would be doing AOS is to take armies or to focus on armies that you just don't get in 40k. You know, like like yeah, like yeah. dinosaurs. Yes, I'm having some of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you know, very early on as well, I, I saw the black coach model and I was just like, you know, like heart eyes. You know, like I was like, that is just so great. And I was like, I think ghosts will be where I go next, way off down the line. You know, but and and so because yeah, ghosts you don't get that. Um, well not in this way um but um and so yeah so i'm just looking at all the things that you just possibly wouldn't get in 40k my next one i had my eye on was was gargans down the line you know like uh, but that is way way down the line <laughs> um <laughs> but uh, i've seen some pictures though of your uh, of your conversions and they are absolutely brilliant i mean like okay. oh, just just like uh, unbelievably good like so it's got to the stage where I was buying an entire box of Chaotic Beasts, the Warbands, just to get the feathers off the um, <laughs> one of the types of models to use as a headdress for the shaman type one. That's commitment. That is commitment. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just a nice palette cleanser and doing something different. And yeah, um, something else I was going to say and I can't remember. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'll probably be holding that wooden spoon or something, because I'm no Adam Turner with Gargants, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah. No, we'll yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good to see it when um, when you can, when you're next at an event with it. it just yeah, it's probably going to be Tempest, but, yeah, it's probably going to be yeah. Tempest. So a little minute till we get to see them on the table, but it will be good when we do. Mm, so yeah, sure. that's I guess that's a sort of um, kind of caught up. I mean, I did say that the at the start of the show, so there, me and Mark are doing some coverage for next week. So our plan is on the way on the car journey back from from Manchester. I think we're going to do a sort of show review just on the journey back, and so it's going to be super fresh. And we'll just be kind of on the high from the event. I figure it's one of those things. You, on the car journey back from the event, you speak about it anyway. So why not just make a point of making a wee show? So <laughs> nice, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we'll we'll, we'll do that. Hopefully, all, all go to plan. Um, 
so that, that should be up you know hope, hopefully i'll get that up fairly soon after it's recorded and that'll, that'll be good just a nice little little two episodes yeah one than that one fairly quick after something a bit different looking um, forward to it mate yeah so that, that's, that's gonna be a fun weekend and then after that um obviously cara you won't be your onslaught but that will be the next sort of two day or yeah family obligations Yes, these, these these pesky real world situations getting in the way of toy soldiers is is never good. Um, Andy, are you at that one? Are you at onslaught? Um, I am now. Yeah. Uh, I uh, yeah. <laughs> Just we, to we, we, decided, we, yeah, I'll come now. <laughs> <laughs> well, <I think laughs> we uh, we we kind of slotted in there. I think we we weren't originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's space has opened up, so I'm actually just yeah, looking down see, through the I list. Out, so there you go, you're welcome. Ah, see there, go all right. Uh, <laughs> calling in the big guns. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, oh geez, well, I'm just looking at the list right now. You know, um, yeah, onslaught would be the next one. So there's a little bit of a nice wee bit of downtime actually, because Lewis and I are signed up to more or less well kind of everything we've, we've been hitting the tournament scene very hard this year um mm. just trying to get rack up that experience and stuff like that so it's actually good to get a little bit of downtime in between trying yeah. maybe focus a wee bit on the painting and stuff and just like reset a wee bit um but uh, yeah there's onslaught and then i think um in what you've got tempest in august and then broken realms as well have been announced as well coming later in the years so um, that's yeah that's, that's yeah it's nice. an auto yeah. Well, there'll be a new GHB by the time of Tempest and things, so Ooh, yeah, everything yeah. could change. Uh, we'll see. I mean, there's some been... people even speculating we'll get it before Onslaught. I'd seen. Um, I mean, I don't think we'll get it till July, but there are some folks saying that Nate might end up coming in June before before 40k drops. Basically, kind of get us up to date and out of the way, so they can focus on 40k. Yeah. Mm, um, mm. which i get that that does make a certain degree of sense but it would be quite a quick turnaround in ghbs i think if they drop it before july so right not not to get too much into it but have you heard much any rumors about what is likely to be the focus on this next one or i've, I've not heard a peep nah, about nah. i haven't seen any information going about which is great yeah maybe got leaks not so much mm-hmm yeah. I think I, I I did I did see a comment. I think I think it was Pat Nevin um, on Twitter that made the comment. Oh, it'll be another. It'll be um, a GHB that books that the boosts cavalry. So four inch movement infantry will be the real winners. <laughs> they seem to have done this spectacular job of often saying they're going to boost one thing and then just completely yeah. ruining it. Mm. Um, the horde, the horde meta being the biggest culprit of that. Like, oh, let's give you horde meta, but also bounty hunters. So you, the hordes are just the worst thing in the game at that point. Mm. Um, and I think if we weren't in such a low drop meta, I think you see a lot more sharpshooters, which would just totally counteract the GC meta because you just lift them. Yep. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And as long as it's not as bad as the Horde Meta one, because I hated that book with a passion, we should be in a good place. Yeah, I like the current one. I think it's pretty good. It's, I like it more than I thought I would when I first sort of, mm-hmm. they first released it, actually. I mean, there's there's things about it that are completely nuts. I mean, you know, like there's, there's some battle tactics you just can't even, you can't do, you know, like yeah, uh, there is, with certain battle plans. Yeah, so a lot one battle tactic you can't do on one mission, which is like the first time I think I've ever seen that combination. Mm. There's a lead the assault or something daft like that. It's, it's, there's a couple you can't do it on. Is I there think. a couple? I yeah. Think so, yeah. 
Yeah, that that shouldn't be the case. I don't feel that should ever no, happen, really. Never um, be the case. No. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but hopefully that will be resolved. I mean, next time. I think just devil's advocate because you know someone's got to be. I think it's I think it's good if and big if here if we had a lot more equality in the battle tone tactics. I think that's where the issue is. Yeah. And so so many books are so reliant on the GHB tactics that any slight issues with them is a major problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you've got decent tone battle tactics, you don't mind there being the odd mission where you can't do every GHB tactic because you're not relying on them the same. Yeah, so, yeah. I, think I do like the fact they haven't got auto tactics like run free models and stuff like that. That's that's good. I do like that. Yeah. Think a lot more, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. Again, I'm not a fan of all, like easily obtained battle tactics. I know actually that was one thing I did experience in the tournaments was a few armies that seem to have their own battle tactics that are just that little bit too easy. You know, like, well, I mean, that, again, that's the point I was going to uh, make. Is the problem is we say we don't want them, and too many books already have them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I mean, there's one. There was the Daughters of Cain one where <laughs> yeah. you, uh, you what you bring the two harpies in and they have to shoot and move, and it's like, well, the they automatically do that and there's yeah. literally zero i can do to stop it uh, or you know prevent it and the only thing that would stop that battle tactic happening is if they just forgot to bring them to the battlefield you know yeah. which to be fair sean did say he did do once but um i think uh, you know it just feels a little bit on the easy side you know but um yeah you know. this uh the ko book does have its fair share of very easy battle tactics mm. yeah um, it's like, it's the daughter's grand strat of the sort of like fight. everyone must fight or die <laughs> yeah. oh i love the narrative of that though i really do um that's actually believe it or not that can be a harder one to achieve than it seems I, I like actually denied it against your opponent your first daughter's again opponent yeah 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 no it can be you know like because they because they need to preserve their their hag queen or whatever and heroes and stuff like that to a point you know so and if you're mobile like night hunt you can just shimmy around the place and kind of stay away so um so it's possible but uh but yeah no i just yeah I, I do i do feel like you need to work a little bit for your battle tactics you know like uh so but anyway hopefully we'll see what happens but um i'm very excited about the new ghb i've got to be honest with you it's, i i I'm, I'm enjoying this one but i do feel it's like it's like going on holiday you know like and you're having a lot of fun on holiday but you, there comes a point where you are ready to come home you know like um so yeah <laughs> i'm looking forward to a, a change but so would you say that in general you're a fan of the six-month GHBs. Um. Well, I I'm not a fan of of. I, I feel like I'm I'm some kind of marketing statistic or something here. You know, like uh, it's just like a business model that that uh, Games Workshop are doing. They're just harvesting people's money. You know, like by yes. creating <laughs> a, a, a a competitive play model that means that yeah, if you want to if you want to play in tournaments, you you you're gonna have to fork out. You know. Um, a lot more money than you normally would, but I, I think the expectations of the community are quite high. You know, like in the sense of like, you know, um, you know, there's everyone's got a lot of opinions, a lot of feedback I've noticed on on certain aspects. Everyone's highly tuned into what doesn't work and what does work, um, and you know, I, I don't envy the position sometimes of of Games Workshop trying to keep everybody happy. Because they can't, they physically can't do it. And no. um, but uh, you know, um, but they but they also have they, they need to keep the classic AOS feel, 
of the game without changing it too much, but they also need to keep it fresh and and so on. So overall, I'd say I'm I'm kind of all right with it. You know, like I just don't really like having to fork out so much money for it. But honestly, <laughs> that's me just being a stingy bastard. But um, no, I but, think uh, I think it'd be a good idea if you, if they maybe if they do want to keep the six month, I'd like it if the six month update was because really at the end of the day, all we got was six new missions. Six well, I block some new battle tactics, half of them again, so like four new battle tactics, six new missions, some new battalions, a spell, a command trait. Like, it's not really a lot. So, mm. what I think would be good is if you maybe had your 30 quid version that you buy at the start of the year, you know, the one year mark, then even if they did a small, cheaper update halfway through the year to replace like half of it with, and then the next year you get your full one, which is all 12 new missions again. I think if we're just constantly replacing like half the missions and half the battle tactics, you're you're really not getting the same value for money out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what I would really like is if they actually updated the actual rule part of the GHP at the same time. Yeah. Still rules that are out of date and have been yes. FAQ'd in the back. Yeah. The the, the purple sun, just to <laughs> to link it into Andy, is still the old rule, printed with the old rules. <laughs> Heroic recovery. Yeah, it's printed with you. It's like, how hard is it? And I think it's especially galling when you look at things like Middle Earth, when they did the new Battle of Asgiliath set, it's updated rules from the Battles of Pelennor set. Um, and it's the same edition of the game. They just incorporate the FAQs into the new version of the rulebook. Like, why can they not do that for all their games? Mm, yeah. Little things. Quality mm-hmm. of yes. Then I think that people. Then I think you'd be more willing to pay the price for it when you were getting more updates. Yeah. If you just move to a fully digital rules model, that would be the real answer. Oh, so see, now we're talking all the time. <laughs> just do it with That's... AI or something, you know? Like. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so, not, soon not... we won't be playing against each other. It'll just be all AI opponents and all kind of daft stuff. Uh, um, who knows when? I'm not. I'm not into the AI. Uh, pretty heavy against its existence. Uh, well, you may be, sir, but uh, it's going to be more against your existence, oh, yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know sure. what I mean? Like, I mean, like, you know, uh, Skynet and all that. But yeah, so, yeah, I know. I'll, should uh, all I'll, be I'll, I'll, I'll go down fighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, re-rolling ones and, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyway, yeah. Um yeah, we'll see. It'll be good, I think. Yeah, just get a fresh change. Who knows what they're going to come up with? So, yeah, we shall so, see. June, June, July. Like I said, I, I think July, but I have, as I've heard, some people think, oh, it could be June just to get out of the way of 40k before it drops, which I can also see makes a lot of sense as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm looking forward to the new 40k. I'm, I'm thinking of a few armies for that, so just to dabble. Yeah, Space well, Marines. Uh... <laughs> no, go on now. Kutari uh, Orcs, maybe Sisters as well. We'll see. Yeah. That was actually and, uh, one I was looking at when I was thinking about it at one point, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to be doing a, a Space Marine army because I'm, I'm that basic. But the. Uh, so just a quick. Basically, simply put, there's flamers in the box. I can revisit my old Salamander 6th edition Space Marine army and just do it with the new models with Flamer Squads and Sturmgard and Terminators like I had before. So, like, yeah, I'm cautious optimistic of it, but it's not going to replace AOS unless... Oh, no. no. I mean, unless AOS goes down the pan hard and 40k improves dramatically. I don't see a world where those two things happen. But 
you know, it's fun to have options for different games. Like, I've got, you know, multiple Star Wars Legion armies and things like that. Just sometimes playing a different game, like playing a different army, can kind of put ideas into your head mm. for other things. Yeah, yeah. Actually, funny, I, I told you before about taking stuff down out of the loft and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I gave a bunch of my old miniatures that were sort of unpainted and stuff to the kids and, you know, had some paints there and says, the paints, which were still fine, actually, by the way. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Um, and said, you know, have a, have a little go and stuff like that. But, you know, um, be careful because some of them were my old models and stuff like that. Oh, goodness, what a mistake it was to turn a blind eye to this for too long. So, like, uh, <laughs> I was, like, getting them back out of the box much later. And there was my um, my Deathwing Terminators, um, my Deathwing Terminator captain with his banner and everything. Now, bear in mind, I'd put a lot of time into these guys when I was younger, and they were good. I was when I was when I was playing Fortnite when I was younger, I was painting kind of above my station, actually, to be honest with you, for for what I was at the time. And they were good; they're good quality even now. I'd be happy with them now. And um, and there it was with dark green plastered all over it, and I'm just like, oh my god. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> like, you, you told him. You told him. I know. I know. I was like, oh, but uh, anyway, it was 100% my fault. But uh, yeah, just I, I down. Style. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, that's it. Actually, I'm I'm thinking about doing that. Actually, um, uh, you know, I've got a Dark Angels. I, I ran Elder when I was when I was younger, and I dominated Let's with go. it. Actually, amongst my little <laughs> circle of friends, I, apparently I was a uh, Elder were just overpowered. That's what I heard all the time. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I quite fancy getting my Dark Angels dusted off and seeing what's like. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's, I think it's a, a natural sort of conclusion there. Um, yeah. We've, you know, a couple of tournaments. We've got more on the way. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I, I just want to say welcome to the team again, Andy. Yes. Thank you so much, and yeah, thank you so much for 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 asking. I mean, I, I was kind of thinking to myself, right? Okay, they must be scraping the barrel of the AOS community <laughs> to be. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. But, yeah, but I mean, to be fair, the job description did say, you know, like doesn't know their army that well, can't play the game that well. <laughs> you know, wow. Devilishly handsome in a dad bod sort of way, you know. So I think you know, fair enough. <laughs> So uh, anyway, oh, yeah. no, I, I very much look forward to, to to more with you guys, and hopefully we can start getting some some more stuff out there and um, just go for it. So give some yeah, content absolutely. to the masses, as they say. <laughs> absolutely. Before AI takes over and puts us all out. So anyway. Well, AI can't farm animals yet. I'm I'm safe. I've got I've got another couple of years. Oh, I think you'll they... find they can. I think you'll find no, farming no. us before long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when they come for me, I'll be like, don't, don't worry, I know this guy, Grant, he's probably better to start with than me. <laughs> uh, the sweet release of responsibility. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, All right, we'll, we'll, we'll see everyone next time. Okay, bye. See you guys. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye.